You are listening to the Sports Daily. I'm your host, Reality Steve. Thank you all for tuning in. A very good Friday show for you. I went absolutely nuts this weekend on the college football and NFL card. I got a lot of plays, more than I've ever given out on any given Friday this whole season. So we will get to those momentarily. All right, let's get started. First off, starting in college, where I am 46, 38, and 4. I'm 55% during the year. The one I'm doing my best at is on my best bet in college football. 7-2-1 and one on the season. Lost last week. Hoping to bounce back this week. We're going to go with the Tar Heel Show. North Carolina at home. Minus the 14 against Duke. Yes, Duke is off a bye, but they're also playing their third-string quarterback. I think North Carolina puts the wood to them. I know this is a rivalry game, and it's double digits, but Duke cannot score. Yes, good defensive team, but I can't see Duke putting up 14 points in this game, and I and I see North Carolina getting into the 30s. I, I just don't see how Duke can possibly score with this North Carolina team. I mean, it would have to be a defensive touchdown, a blocked punt that sets up a short field, something like that, but assuming, you know, when you handicap any game, you can't predict turnovers and stuff like that or pick sixes or fumble returns for touchdowns, special teams touchdowns. You can't predict any of that. If Duke doesn't go crazy with some sort of defensive gem here, I, I just I, I don't see how they ha- they hang with North Carolina. So give me North Carolina minus the 14. If it's 14 and a half for you, I would buy the half point on something like this. That's just me. Other picks to give away in college. I've got one, two, three, four, five of them. I, have, I usually never give away five, but I, let's between these five picks and the best bet, let's have a five in one week. Worst off, let's go four and two. But that's what I'm looking at here. I like all these games, man. And there were some games that I crossed off that I was just like, eh, no. I liked them, but I was like, I, I don't want to give out nine plays. So here we go. I've talked about it all week. I understand what's going on in the Michigan football program and the sign stealing and all this. Hey, this is a bet against James Franklin against a good team. He's 2-15 and 15 against top 10 teams. Yes, Michigan could win this game by four or less and not cover, you know, and keep that streak alive for James Franklin uh, where he just doesn't beat good teams, but they actually end up covering because that's all that matters when gambling. But Michigan blows out everybody. This is too big of a game. They know that they are – heading down a you know a matchup with Ohio State I just think they beat Penn State by more than five points here so give me Michigan State or Michigan sorry minus four and a half against Penn State also this is the first time this year I'm doing this I like a side and a total in the same game now I've uh, I've liked sides and totals in the same game in other games this year I just haven't given them both out as plays but Give me South Florida minus the seven and over 69 points against Temple. This is going to be a shootout. Neither of these teams play any defense. If you look at their scores the last few games, uh, the amount of points both of these teams put up. So if you look at South Florida, uh, the Bulls, last week they played a 59-50 game with Memphis. Um, They've put up uh, 35 points, 44 points, 42 points, 38 points this year. Temple... Not a good team. They are two and seven against the spread, three and six overall. Um, now you can't. Um, they, when EJ Warner quarterbacks Kurt Warner's son, they have the ability to put up points, and I think this is just going to be a shootout game. And when you have a shootout game, I don't really worry about the line too much because there's so many points scored. So. 
Give me South Florida minus seven over 69. I'm going back to my Blazers. Yet another play on the UAB Blazers minus three against Navy. And this is kind of a play against Navy. I think UAB just a better offensive team and can actually score. And I don't think Navy stops them. Now, whether or not UAB is good against the triple option, we don't know. This is Trent Dilfer's first year as head coach in college football. I'm just taking the fact that UAB I know can score and Navy has trouble scoring. So give me UAB minus three. The other one that I was thinking, this was the one that was I was I was debating between this and North Carolina as my best bet of the week. I I know that um this I, I don't want to say it almost looks too easy, but Kansas minus three and a half at home against Texas Tech. Uh, this one is just a head scratcher. Uh, first off, buy it down to three, so it's Kansas minus three at home. Kansas is seven and two this year. Texas Tech is under five hundred, and you're giving me a field goal game. Kansas hasn't lost at home this year, and they've covered every home game, five and zero oh against the spread at home, while Texas Tech is two and seven against the spread in their last nine on the road. They're an under five hundred team on the season. Kansas. After the Oklahoma win, I thought last week was going to be the letdown. That's why I bet against them. They didn't have that letdown. Now they're coming back home against an under 500 team, and all you're doing is laying a field goal at home. Give me the Jayhawks minus three. So your best bet is North Carolina minus 14. Your other picks, Michigan minus four and a half, South Florida minus seven, and the over 69 in that game. UAB minus three, and Kansas is minus three and a half. Buy that down to a minus three. Now, where I've been hot in college football, my last five underdogs for these underdog plays have all covered, and four of them have won outright. Here we go with these three. You're probably not going to like too many of them, <laughs> if any of them, but hey, 5-0 and oh the last two weeks uh, again on these plays. Uh, give me Charlotte plus 10 against Memphis, and I know Memphis puts up a lot of points, I just like the fact that Memphis's defense is absolutely terrible. They shouldn't be. They can't be laying nine points on the road against anybody. Honestly, if you if you really look at it, they shouldn't be laying nine points on the road against anybody, whether it's home or away. I mean, their defense just doesn't stop anybody. Last week, um, they won by nine at home against USF, laying thirteen and a half. The week before, they were laying seven on the road and they won by three. You know, they just. They don't have a good defense. They give up over 25 points a game. So I'll just take the points at home with Charlotte. Hope they can pull off the upset. Here's two teams and going in opposite directions. I'm against Oklahoma again this week. Give me West Virginia plus 12 and a half, plus 340 on the money line here. And at Oklahoma, I just think that's too many points. I understand that Oklahoma's coming off back-to-back losses. I think that's why the line is so high. They think Oklahoma's going to get right. They're pissed off. But they've lost two in a row, and West Virginia has been playing really well as of late as they've won and covered what their last two. They were a seven-point dog and won by 13 at UCF, and then at home against BYU last week laying 12, they won by 30. Um, 12 and a half points is too much. Could Oklahoma win this game? Sure. But I, I can see this being in the six to ten point range, a home win for Oklahoma. But you want to drop a little bit on it on the money line, plus 340 for West Virginia on the money line. And I'll take Indiana plus six and a half 
at Illinois. Illinois has no business being favored by a six and a half over anybody in the country. Illinois has been favored three times this year and haven't covered any of them. Indianapolis, Indianapolis, Indiana has covered their last two as a dog, including last week. They won outright at Wisconsin as a nine point or home against Wisconsin as a nine point home underdog. Now they're getting six and a half at Illinois, who, like I said, hasn't covered a game this year as a favorite. Um, three times this year they've been a favorite, have not covered. So give me Indiana plus six and a half plus two ten on the money line. Three-team 10-point teaser. I'm 8-5 and five on these uh, for the year in college. And this one is just bet some heavy favorites down, and there's one dog that I like. Uh, the best bet, obviously, this week is North Carolina minus 14. Get them down to 4. I, Duke's not going to hang with them. There's just no way. I, I, I don't see that happening. So give me UNC minus the 4. Give me UT San Antonio. They are minus 14 at home against Rice. Tease them down to minus 4. And give me BC plus 11 uh, at home. They're plus one. Tease that up to plus 11. You know, Boston College has a chance to go 9-3 and three this season. They're sitting here right now at 6-3 and three with Virginia Tech, Pitt, and Miami left on the season. All three are winnable games. BC has won so many close games at home this year, or so many close games overall. Remember when we talked about them uh, in the beginning, earlier this season, we had them in, as one of our plays. Remember, their first seven games of the season decided by three points, three points, two points. One was a 28-point loss, and then three points and three points. And then they've won by 15, they've won by seven, and they've won by 10 since then. Uh, getting 11 at home against a, a Virginia Tech team that's not even 500, that's a no-brainer for me. Give me BC plus 11. So your three-team 10-point teaser in college football, North Carolina minus four, BC plus 11, UT San Antonio minus four. All right, let's move on to the NFL. And this is going to be a weird week in the NFL because you know me, I'm very much an underdog better. But in the NFL this week, not really a fan of many underdogs. My best bet of the week, and this is probably going against the grain because I think being a divisional dog, I've given you the numbers. Divisional dogs cover about 56% of the time, whether it's home or the road. But I can't take Cleveland here with a banged-up offensive line on the road at Baltimore. So give me Baltimore as my best bet of the week, minus six at home against the Cleveland Browns. Remember, Baltimore has won their last two home games by 32 and 34 points. Baltimore has already beaten Cleveland this year by 25 points in Cleveland. And now they're coming home. They're arguably the best team in the AFC. A divisional game. They're gonna. It's gonna be important to them clearly to win this. I. I just. I don't believe in Deshaun Watson. I don't. I think he's lost his mojo. Probably needs to get more massages to turn around his season. Whatever the case may be. I. I just. Getting Baltimore under a touchdown at home. I. I got to do it. Uh, they've just been too dominant at home. I'm not gonna. Like I said, I'm either. Betting on Baltimore at home or I'm staying away. I just I can't bet against them when they keep steamrolling teams at home. It doesn't make a lot of sense. You're begging to get beat. So give me Baltimore minus six at home as the NFL best bet of the week. I'm three, four, and one on those. Now, my other picks in the NFL, 19-7-2 on these. I'm 73% on my other bets in the NFL this year, and I've got four this week. If you combine it with my best bet, I'm 16, 67% on just best bet and picks in the NFL. So we're going to do this. 
Cincinnati Bengals, minus 6.5 at home against the Houston Texans. This is a Cincinnati Bengals team that has completely turned their season around, and I think this is another team that I am just not going to step in front of and bet against until they prove that they are back to struggling. Uh, they looked horrible at the beginning of the season. This is a team that lost 27-3 to the fucking Tennessee Titans, and now look at them. I mean, they are steamrolling. They went in and beat San Francisco by two touchdowns. Uh, dominant win over Buffalo the other night. Even though it was a six-point win, we all know it was a lot bigger than that. So give me the Bengals minus six and a half at home against the Texans. You might say, well, Steve, you've been singing C.J. Stroud's praises this year. Yeah, I have. But if you see his splits versus home and on the road, he's a different quarterback on the road. Remember, C.J. Stroud on the road lost to the Carolina Panthers. So as great as he's been at home, he hasn't looked as good on the road. Carolina Panthers' only win this year was at home against the Cincinnati, uh, the um, Houston Texans. And remember when we were looking at that line, it was like the Texans are only minus three on the road against a team that hadn't won a game. And what happened? Texans lost the game outright. So give me Cincinnati at home minus six and a half against Houston. I know this line is outrageous. I know a lot of you probably don't have any interest in laying over two touchdowns in an NFL game. I do. Give me the Dallas Cowboys minus 17 against the Giants. The Giants are starting Tommy DeVito, who absolutely sucks balls. The Dallas Cowboys beat the New York Giants 40 to nothing. The first game of the year in New York when they had Daniel Jones. The Dallas Cowboys have three home wins this year, all by 20 points or more. They blow out bad teams at home. And this is a name-your-score game. I don't see any way the Giants put up more than 14 points in this game and Dallas is easily getting into the 30s. It's just this is what they do to bad teams at home. They blow them out. It's been that way. They've also won 11 straight home games. Like There's zero chance they're losing the game outright. Yes, this is obviously a 17-point favorite. You wouldn't expect to lose the game outright, but divisional game or not, um, they beat the Patriots at home by 35, they beat the Rams at home by 23, and they beat the Jets at home by 20. This is a team that blows bad teams out at home, and the Giants are a bad football team that isn't even trying to win. They're trying to get a high draft pick. Give me Dallas minus the 17. I think this, they win this game by 24 to 30 points. This is a bet that won't be popular, even though the name of the team is popular, but I have a feeling a lot of you aren't going to like this. Give me San Francisco on the road at Jacksonville. I just cannot see this San Francisco 49er team with a four-game losing streak, especially after coming off a bye. I think they right the ship during the bye week. They're at Jacksonville, and yes, I have Jacksonville over nine and a half wins for the season. I need them to win, but honestly, they're a better road team than they are at home. And remember, they played KC at home this year, played them close, but they still lost. Didn't cover, didn't cover that line, and that was a low line. I just can't see San Francisco losing three games before the break, getting a bye week, and then coming out and losing again. I buy it down to two and a half because we don't leave games on at three in the NFL. So give me the Niners by the half point and give me that minus two and a half at Jacksonville. And then my other pick is I'm going to take Green Bay plus the three and a half at Pittsburgh. You know me. I'm just not a guy that uh, I have a system when it comes to Pittsburgh Steelers. I bet on them when they're a home dog, and I bet against them when they're a favorite, especially this year's team that, while they are 5-3, and three, have been outgained in every game this year, and that's never happened in the history of football. They shouldn't be laying more than a field goal against anybody, and Green Bay coming off a win, maybe get a little mojo back. They're still not 
technically out of it when it comes to the playoff race. I'll take them. I just have this game sitting there at a field goal. This is like got 1917, 1916, 2017 written all over it by either team. I don't even know who wins, but it doesn't matter. If I'm getting three and a half, I see this game being a three-point game either way. So give me Green Bay plus the three and a half. My underdog pick of the week, I got to stick with the team that is just cashing money as an underdog this year, and that's the Washington Commanders. Give me them plus six and a half at Seattle, plus 240 on the money line. Commanders are 4-0-1 against the spread when they're a dog this year. I mean, they just cover when they are getting points. And a few of those games, they won outright. So I don't know if they're going to beat Seattle outright, but they can. They've shown they can, even on the road. So uh, give me the give me the Commanders, plus the 6.5. I'm just not going to bet against a team that has cashed every time they've been an underdog this year. So... Washington plus six and a half plus two forty on the money line is the underdog play of the week, and three team ten point teaser. We got to turn this around in the NFL. I just I'm sorry, four and six is just not good enough. We're gonna go Dallas obviously down to seven. Um, I mean, and look, if you want to do multiple three team ten point teasers, you have to put the Dallas Cowboys in every single one of them as one of your teams. I just they are especially off a loss. I mean. They are going to name their score uh, against the Giants. They're certainly going to beat them by eight or more. You know, when I say, you know, I have them minus 17, could the Giants be down by 24 at the end of the game and Dallas sits their starters and Giants get a backdoor touchdown for a push? Certainly they could. Very possible. But teasing it down to seven, uh, the Giants aren't staying within eight points, uh, seven points of the, the Cowboys this week. So, in the three-team 10-point teaser, give me Dallas minus seven. We're going to go Baltimore plus the four. I mean, even if Cleveland does beat them, I would think it would be by a field goal on the road. I think it would be close. So give me Baltimore plus the four on the 10-point tease, Dallas minus seven, and we'll go Green Bay up to 13.5. While Pittsburgh is five and three on this year, look at their wins. They've won by four, by four, by five, by seven, by seven. Green Bay isn't uh, – Pittsburgh isn't beating anybody at home by two touchdowns. They're not beating anybody, period, by two touchdowns. They're just not good enough offensively. So I'll take Green Bay plus the 13-and-a-half on the road. So three-team 10-point teaser in the NFL, Dallas minus seven, Green Bay plus 13-and-a-half, Baltimore plus four. Let's turn this around because that's the only – I mean, I don't say the only, but four and six and three-team 10-point teasers in the NFL is unacceptable. But – Doing really well on the other picks. Like I said, 19-7-2. My underdog plays are 5-4 and and plus .9 on the money line. Best bets, 3-4-1. Could do better on those, obviously. So hopefully we turn it around. But overall, in pro football this year, 31-21-3, and 60%, 55% in college. Hey, man, all you got to do is get over 52.5% to be a winner. Uh, when you're betting and to be 55 percent in college and 60 percent in the pros this year i'll take it any day of the week and twice on sunday so there are your plays for this week thank you all for listening please follow me on apple Podcasts. also rate and review if you can pass these picks along to your friends this is the biggest week of picks i've ever had let's hope we can get some winners so what do we have in the in college we got six seven eight nine we got ten plays in college and in the pros we got five six seven in pros so never had that many let's have like a 12 and 5 weekend or something like that 11 and 6 i'll take 15 and 2 (laughs) probably not gonna happen but hey one can dream anyway thank you all for listening really appreciate it 
And remember, sports will always be the greatest reality show on television. See ya!